What's poppin' world? It is the Puerto Rican Pirates, the Mike for Hire, the podcast mercenary, the Puerto Rican Kaiju himself, back at it again, Christian Joel Ramos, with a brand new review. And today we are reviewing NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021. So let's get started. Uh, first matchup was MSK with Bronson Reed in a six-man or trios match versus Legado de Fantasma. And it was quite a matchup. A lot going on here. This was definitely, I mean, the last time I seen an, a takeover was Venue State, and that was impeccable. And MSK did great there. They were just showing out the audience. But in this one, it was kind of strange because the audience was kind of going against MSK. Now, I'm not going to lie. I am not watch NXT consistently enough to know what's going on with the audience but I always thought MSK were really great and if they're not going over with the audience there's some kind of disconnect or people are just fawning over like God of the Phantasma so much because they're so different so mysterious uh, they have a great presence to them like mob bosses like they just feel like something a little bit more serious a little bit more uh, old school heel group faction whereas msk they're great and all but they're essentially just you know goofy stoners that you hang out with at a, a skate skate shop or like people you just see around the way I and mean, they're great the person you know character building wise they're great for what they fit what they are but in ring they're amazing and bronson reed of course you got bronson reed here this big massive man who i believe is gonna get called up to the main roster any t- any day now is one of the standouts in this match because you got the north american champion this man tagging with the tag champions of nxt and they're bringing down the house in the first match and dare i say this might have been my favorite match of the night the first match was the best night match of the night because there's a weird things that happens in the matches going on after this one but this one here was solid i mean there was a spot where the former cruiserweight champion santos escobar was getting so hyped up in the match that he didn't see the freight train of Bronson Reed come through him and take him down through the barricade, like a steamroller. And that was probably the highlight of that whole match. Was just, there was a lot of flippy stuff, obviously, with MSK, but also with um, Raul Mendoza and Walking uh, Wild. Those guys go at it. When they're in ring, they go at it. And there was a lot of good story building in this match, back and forth offense. I mean, it was just exactly what I expected. It was going to be a stellar slow i mean granted it was slower than i expected at first it then started giving a crescendo and really going in on the moveset so it's great they did a lot of psychology with the legato the heels just playing it slow like you know we're gonna strike when we're catch you off guard and of course the uh baby faces are full steam ahead ready to kick some ass so that was a great matchup here and i just gotta say that there was so many amazing moments that i couldn't point out one specific spot but the tag team tandem with all these guys crazy stuff like you got so much movement going around with the top rope with uh, msk and doing a simple something as simple as a hurricane can move so quickly with these guys they make it seem like it's like you blink and you missed it um there was some great like uh legion of doom stuff t- type of you know shoulder to shoulder almost like they were playing chicken with each other uh that, that was a cool moment that i'm like okay so who's gonna go down this one and of course the superplex of doom like the big leaning tower people just superplexing third rope just everything and more this match over delivered and i gotta give it a 4.5 this is such a great matchup right here with these guys and i can't wait to see what the future holds for this in their career in wrestling because they really brought the house down so the next matchup was a weird one. Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee. Now, Zia Lee has this vendetta, this revenge arc since the Mae Young Classic in 2017 where her and 
but she lost some Martinez then. And it's a great callback to the Mayan Classic because you actually are adding a story from years ago where Xia was a newcomer to the whole wrestling business. Like she was straight out of China, didn't know any English, and barely knew what WWE was. And when they explained to her exactly what it was, they explained it to her. It's essentially like Kung Fu theater. She got it right away because in China they do have a big opera house where everyone trains and learns martial arts theater and they use that incorporate it's almost like stage fighting and she's like i get it now and once she got it she just grew in the last two three years her character went from this i don't want to say the smiling baby face because she very much has this like fighter persona but she does have moments where she was more gleefully like you know baby face to the max but then you see her become this heel character that's been beat into pieces with this new faction of hers and that started all the way back before new year's evil where she lost and boa and her were in the backseat of a car beat to shit and they entered the backseat of the vehicle and they're driven to an undisclosed location right and they see an elderly man who hands boa a letter from november 11th episode of nxt and uh, he appears outside the building and he's waiting for them and they're there these weekly vignettes with lee and boa getting punished so badly for being quote-unquote failures in their sport and it's almost like making them tougher making them more hardened and then you got to transform lee coming back and she gets a squash victory against cora jade and setting this new badass zaya lee that comes through and has motivation and drive and this new faction of hers of her boa and the mystery leader who we still don't know her real name i mean mei ying is their master right that's her what her name is um but we don't know who this person is i have no clue which wwe superstar is under this mask i'm assuming it's somebody from nxt that hasn't debuted yet but i have a feeling who it is i don't want to say who it is all right i'm gonna take a small guess and say it's karen from nxt i don't know her last name it's just her ig and her twitter accounts are both karen me and she fits the description of this may Yin character so we'll have to wait and see for the reveal but after the fight is where the things get interesting because Boa and Mei, Mei, Mei Ying are in the top of the stage there watching Zaya and Mercedes go at it. And it's, there's a couple of distraction spots where Mercedes doesn't pay attention and that's how Zaya gets the win. So then Mercedes bows up to Mei Ying and that's the biggest mistake she makes because as she gets closer, she gets choked out by this little lady in this crazy outfit that looks like something out of a Mortal Kombat video game, right? You know, in black and white face paint. I'm like, okay, so I know where this is going. This is going to set up the reveal this character. And we'll see down the line who this person is. Again, take my guess with a grain of salt. Hopefully I got it right. Not, I could be wrong. I could admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> and that's like a warning call. We finally see this character who's been sitting for weeks on this throne finally get up slow and ominously and take down Mercedes who's like this legend wrestler coming to NXT and take her out like nothing it's just definitely sets the tone okay so after this we get the million dollar championship bout with LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes uh, what a match this was uh, before I continue this review uh, we're gonna take a small break and we'll be right back And we're back. Thank you for waiting. Uh, we got the million dollar belt match, right, for the championship. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, and it's a ladder match. Definitely in favor of Cameron Grimes here. But this matchup has been a build between 
Cameron Grimes' heel character turning face because he went over the moon when he won some Dogecoin and GameStop money, and they used that in storyline, and that was smart because it fits a modern Ted DiBiase-style, you know, self-made millionaire thing. And then they bring in Ted DiBiase to kind of like troll Cameron Grimes, but also build him up. And then in the end, you get the million dollar championship out of retirement and back into the fray. I'm like, okay, it's going to be lit. So here we got Ellie Knight, Cameron Grimes, who have both been killing it in the scene and doing exactly what they're doing and fitting this mold as this pompous, bigger than life character. So essentially, we have a matchup where there's a lot of people getting bumps to the ladders, the floors, the ceiling. I mean, there was the great bump that Cameron took that should have taken him out. And it, it, I think it kind of did. And then it was able to allow LA Knight to get a W in this fight. But the whole matchup was just craziness. I mean, you just watch and you're just like, how are these guys taking such crazy bumps? And, you know, the CWC isn't the biggest arena, but it definitely can show you how big it is with these ladders because they got some big ones, they have the small ones. I mean, using it as weapons, using it as bridges, you know how this thing goes. Ladder matches here are never exactly that different. And again, this is one of the coolest matches of the night. And I think it delivered more than more than I expected. I mean, oh, I didn't even give the grading for the Zayali and Mercedes Martinez match. My apologies. I give that a solid 4.0. 4.0, they did some good stuff in the ring, but it was more story building. So back to this one. It's the Million Dollar Championship, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes. And in the end, you thought Cameron Grimes was so close to getting the belt, but alas, LA Knight takes it from under him and takes the win. It takes a W, and he is the, now the new modern-day million-dollar champion. And Ted DiBiase raises his hands up, and now we got ourselves a... <laughs> what do I say this? The crowd went mild. The crowd was not into it at all. They so wanted Cameron Grimes to win. Obviously, he's a big baby face in the company. Of course, you're going to want him to win, but the heel won. But instead of booze, it was just silence, like utter silence. It has to be one of the worst NXT crowds I've seen in a while. I know that, you know, this is right before everything opened up or kind of opened up. And you just see the crowd into it, but they're not into it as usual. So I don't know if it's just the repeat crowds are just wearing out or whatnot, but it's something definitely you're just like, okay, this crowd is definitely a not the best one I've seen in a while. It just this match definitely deserved that kind of like it deserved something, and it just they weren't in it to it. So I have to give it a three point five because even though they executed their moves very well, they were fighting each other very well. The story was great. The reaction of the fans just kind of just kind of just made it feel like a wet fart. And I'm sorry to say, like this match was not that, but because there was no big pop in the end it kind of made it feel like it wasn't important and that kind of just took some wind out of it so the next matchup here is the nxt champion women's championship raquel gonzalez defending champion against ember moon and it's okay i mean this match was not what i wanted I, raquel gonzalez as a champion has not been great lackluster champion she's not bad it's just there's something missing this character of hers needs little she has the edge she has a size she's a six foot tall woman in this division so she's towering over 90 percent of the roster at 95 percent of the roster of the, of the women um she, she's probably towering over most of the men too let's be honest and she's going in there looking like a complete badass but for some reason i was just interested like i really want ember moon to win maybe that's my bias but there was just nothing really 
stand outish about it. And Ember was selling and she was doing her typical things, just, you know, her eclipse move. And she was doing whatever she could to make this match mean something that for some reason, I just couldn't get that into it. And that's his personal problem. Maybe some people think differently, but I think Raquel Gonzalez has had better bouts in previous takeovers, especially in previous episodes of NXT. And this one just kind of felt like it was just a bit straightforward, simple, whatever you want to call it. It didn't really get me that in interested into it. And I was pretty much taking notes while watching this, but I wasn't glued to the TV while watching this match. So something has to change where her character has to tweak a bit maybe add some more i don't know what to say more submissive moves her power moves are great she doesn't have to do flips to be a good champion i'm just saying she needs to change her repertoire maybe the psychology is what she's lacking she needs to cone in her psychology just a bit more and she can be there but it's again just title reigns not doing her any favors was it too soon i don't think it was too soon but it was a matter of what do you do now that's the big issue. Like, who's going to topple her at this point? You build her up to such a caliber. And the matches delivering are just like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, they could be better. But they could have been worse. She's not terrible. She is very much improving. I would not take that away from her. She's actually selling well. Well, kind of. Again, she's a towering heel, so she's got to look like a monster. And but yes her character is just not there yet and i think in a few months we'll probably see her full potential and then hopefully it leads to a call-up because the women's roster and raw smackdown need someone like her on the roster i think she would fit better there but again there's so much great talent in nxt in the women's division let alone in women's divisions of all companies so there's just too much good wrestling and that's not a bad thing so it's really hard to stand out amongst the ranks and if you're in the spotlight of the women's champion, you're supposed to be the best of the best, and she's not coming off the best of the best material. I mean, Eel's reign was amazing, and she did everything she could, and she made that division look strong for the longest possible. But yes, change was needed so we can see where things go. But Raquel was just, she was ready and willing, but I feel like she needs to work a little bit more on her, not presence, but she has that, her psychology and ring. It almost feels like it's not, Lack of confidence, so I'm trying to say a little lack of confidence in, in, in her ring. And it could be because she's going against essentially a veteran in Ember Moon, so it could be a lot, it's a little bit of no connection and chemistry wise. And that could also be a factor because there could be two great wrestlers who just have no chemistry in the ring, and it definitely changes the tone of a whole match. And maybe after a few more matches, the chemistry builds and it actually becomes something more organic than quote unquote forced. But all in all, it's a three and a half star match. Not going to say anything worse about it or better. And for our finale, the five way for the NXT Men's Championship, you have the likes of Kyle O'Reilly, you have Pete Dunne, Adam Cole, Bebe, Johnny Gargano, and of course the defending champion, Karrion Cross. This was probably the worst match of the night. Not one of Karrion's best takeovers. He looks so out of place there with these four average-sized guys. And this guy's a behemoth. And I know he's supposed to be a monster champion, but he looked like Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat, surrounded by random ninjas. Like, it just did not seem like he fit. There wasn't anything that he could do to make himself look... I mean, he, not that he's not selling. I mean, I guess you can say he was no selling some moves because this guy was just in there looking like he was destructive. It took a lot to take him out, and he was out for a majority of the matchups. 
and then all of a sudden comes in and takes the win in the end. In the end, it's just like, oh my gosh, all this work with building Kyle O'Reilly up and Pete Dunn, even Johnny Gargano's doing this thing, and Adam Cole, like you literally buried your whole <laughs> top card to put over Karrion Cross again. They had all of them go at Karrion, and he was taking their hits like nothing. He took a couple table spots for him to actually stay down. This guy looked like the juggernaut. I'm that, I get that's what you're going to go for, but I feel like you kind of just made everyone look like chumps. You could have made these guys fight and make it look legit, especially Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne, who can go in there and brawl with the best of anybody, no matter how tall they are, because they do have these legitimate catch and jiu-jitsu backgrounds so they can use those moves to take this man down but carrying cross in the end and adam cole and johnny organo your typical prototypical wrestlers they're great but they're again they're very undersized compared to most of the roster and i'm afraid to see what happens if they're ever called up to the main roster and smackdown raw because they're gonna stick out like sore thumbs because they're just not what i would call prototypical vince guy and vince is still stuck in that bodybuilder six foot five thing and these guys are great for NXT. The crowd fits. The indie crowd makes sense. But it's going to be hard to translate this on the main roster because you already have Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles as the two, and Rey Mysterio as the three bigger names that are undersized. And I don't think they're going to want more up there. So I hope that they all kind of switch up their style a little bit. Maybe Adam Cole could put on some weight. I'm not saying he has to be super jacked, but just tone up a bit and you come off looking like look at champa champa isn't the biggest dude but he is cut to the freaking like a like a chiseled statue and he looks intimidating as hell yes he's like 5 11 6 feet tall which is normal height for anybody but compared to the guys in the ring he's not that big but because he looks so grizzled and he stands out that way with these over jacked muscles he does look like a legitimate badass and i feel like if you have that on Adam Cole, and you got the perfect package, like another Shawn Michaels, essentially. Same with Johnny Gargano, both of them, again, great wrestlers, but to be the world champ, and now we don't know who's gonna topple Karrion Cross. like who's gonna take him down, because you have no one in that roster, you've buried your whole top card. You can Now you gotta build something from the scratch, but then I hear Karrion's getting called up to the main roster, so if he's just gonna drop the belt, that's gonna be very underwhelming for the NXT Championship, it's to drop hands like that. And then what, you hold a big tournament? They should have had somebody lined up, not now, but like foreshadowing somebody who they can put in that spot. Maybe Bronson Reed, but guess what? He's getting called up soon as well. So it's a little hard to really make any storylines go further if you don't know who the hell you have on the roster available. So that being said, this was a pretty decent takeover. I haven't seen a takeover in a bit, and I got to say, it's been fun to see one. Uh, in your house, a really fun one with the old school uh, callbacks, 90s uh, announcers and commercials and little things here. It's nice to get a little nostalgia when you're watching some wrestling. And it was a fun pay-per-view. It was a great, concise, five-match pay-per-view. No filler, didn't drag. And that's what I like about takeovers. It's all about the matches and they go fluidly. You don't feel like you're dragging any portions of it. So that's why I like watching them because it's just you're in and you're invested and you're out nothing drags and that's great they do a lot of stuff a lot of spots and they somehow make it conclude in a proper time and i gotta give triple h and crew all the props for this because it definitely makes their product seem very clean and very crisp and consistent very consistent 
And with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to this TJR Media Review. I'm the Podcast Mercenary once again, signing off. Until next time, thank you all for tuning in and take care. Have a great day. And as always, I'll be back for more wrestling reviews as soon as another pay-per-view rolls around the corner. Um, I don't do a lot of the smaller WWE ones. I tend to do the big four. And the same with NXT, I only tend to do the takeovers that are usually spread out as much as the WWE pay-per-views. So all the B and C tier pay-per-views, I kind of skip and just go right to the main ones because those are the ones that really mean something. And a lot of these other ones are kind of filler. So excuse me if I don't put up every WWE pay-per-view. I only pick the ones that really count. And I'm glad that I picked this one because it was worth my time watching. And I wasn't consistently watching NXT, but now I'm going to because I'm invested from this to see where these storylines go because these characters are really good. And... The product is getting a lot better when it's been having a weird slump in 2020. I'll leave it at that. But NXT is coming back to form, and I'm more excited than ever to watch it. So thank you all for listening to my review here. I try to be as unbiased as possible and give critical reviews, meaning like I base it on talent, execution, psychology, all that stuff. And I definitely try not to make as much comparisons with other companies on purpose because I want the product to stand out on its own. That's how you review something. You want it review it you don't want to have to compare it something else because that's a whole different thing in its own but again thank you for tuning in so next time take care i'm out